In today's session, we will talk about rights. Everyone runs around saying they have rights, they always have rights, whether it's states' rights or constitutional rights. So let's get back to the beginning of rights. The framework of the Constitution says, Thomas Jefferson, that once in a while, that the people need to exercise their rights by letting the government know that they have those rights and they can exercise them. He also went on to say that if there's any resistance, that the people are the one that preserve those rights. And again, remind the government that they have those rights. Benjamin Franklin said something very specific. He says, if you give up essential liberties just to entertain temporary safety, then you don't deserve any liberty at all. Hi, my name is Chris. On this channel, we provide information on the Child Support Agency and how the statutes and the codes comes into conflict with your rights. Our channel provides education on the law, both public and private. We review case laws, precedents, statutes, regulations. We also provide templates, summons, and motions. So let's begin. When most people come into contact with the child support agency, they start off with what is called the acknowledgement of paternity. Now we have a video in our series that talks specifically about this, but I will just cover it here if you wanna know more. Now at the end of this, I will also give you what is called a call to action. Now, when the obligor father comes into contact with child support agency, here's some of the agreements uh, that you agree to as a father. In this case, the child support act calls you an obligor. First of all, after 60 days, you agree that you will make all payments to the child support agency. That includes liquidating your personal assets, your investments, your retirements. You also agree that they will bypass the constitutional courts, which are called Article III courts, and proceed with what is called civil prosecution. Next, if all of that fails, then you accept a civil warrant and arrest and go directly to jail for less than one year. The Ninth Circuit says, after reviewing all the evidence that the Title IV-D program does not benefit the children or the custodial parent. And therefore, the only responsibility for the agency under the Secretary of the State is to aggregate all the services, but not whether the needs of any particular person has been satisfied. And the case is called Blessing versus Freestone. Here's the question in terms of your rights. Do you believe what the Ninth Circuit have said? When you are summoned to child support, do you go there and do you beg and argue with them? Do you agree to be guilty on the record if they say that you didn't pay the child support and you should be paying? And what do you do? And eventually you find yourself in jail. Now, remember, the Ninth Circuit says it has nothing to do with your children. 
Well, on this channel, what we the question we ask you is, do you want to be free of the child support agency, this debt collection agency? After all the dis- disenchantments, the failures, the disillusion, when you go before these magistrates and judges administrator and you're fighting them on those issues, are you frustrated by, by those uh, agencies? Well, what happens is you run out of excuses. There's no more excuses. However, do you just sit back? Well, I hate to tell you this, but doing nothing is not an option. Where there are rights, there are remedies. But the fact is, you cannot be asleep on your rights. As the Coleman versus Johnson case says, you have to pursue your actions before the statute of limitation is implemented. Actions meaning a lawsuit or complaint. You have to do that. But here's the reality check. If you sleep on your rights, and then all of a sudden you wake up to decide, oh, I have these rights under Burroughs versus New Orleans, I'd like to exercise them. Well, that's where the problem is. Okay, under Coleman versus Johnson, it says you have to do this. Under Burroughs, it says, well, you can't wait to do this. So the question becomes, what do you do? How do you do it? Well, one of the first things that is suggested by the courts is what is called challenge jurisdiction within the child support agencies. Now, someone says challenge jurisdiction. Am I not before them? Yes, but you can challenge jurisdiction at any time. In New York, the Family Law Act 115 subpart A simply states, the family court is of limited power. And therefore, it is necessary that jurisdiction in any particular case must affirmatively appear on the record. That's the case of Gardner versus domestic relations. So here's the, th- here's the question. Must appear on the record in any case. Does that mean if you're before the court system for five years, you cannot challenge jurisdiction? Of course not. You can. In the case of ex parte young doctrine, if a child support officer or magistrate or judge, when you challenge jurisdiction, they decided, well, they're not going to grant you or at least put it on the record. They will be stripped of their official uh, duties. And therefore, you can sue them in federal court. That's uh, uh, Penner State versus uh, Haldeman. So you have a remedy. This is your remedy when you challenge jurisdiction before the family court at any time. So now that you have your rights and you have to actively defend your rights, what are the requirements? Well, first off, you can sue in federal courts. But I've heard uh, colleagues and people say, well, child support is a state agency. You know, stick with the state, stay out of the federal. Well, This is where understanding your rights are important. Under Howlett versus Rose, it says you can bring an action in federal court because both federal court and state courts has concurrent jurisdiction under Title 42, Section 1983. And these are the remedies. Now, I have a video on filing a lawsuit and check it out on our channel. 
you'll have more details. But further, in Monroe versus Pop, if you start off in state court, you can change venue and move to federal court. Again, under Title 42. And you no longer have to exhaust what is called judicial remedies or administrative remedies. Many, many of the judges in, in child support says, well, you can exhaust your, you don't have to exhaust anything as the state goes. These are your rights. Wake up. So now we've reached what is called our call to action. You have to fight for your rights. You cannot be asleep on your rights. You cannot wait until something happens to you, till you go before the magistrate or child support, before you exercise your rights. We have a video on this channel called File a Lawsuit, which you can. We also have another video called Defending Your Rights. Again, since you have to wake up and understand your rights, you also need to now understand how to defend those rights. So we suggest you check out those videos. So this brings us to the end of this end of this video. I want to thank you for listening today. And we're asking for a $25 gift or any amount to our PayPal account just to help us continue to do the research materials and also to select relevant documents and cases for your review. Because the outcome of all this is very simple. You have certain rights. They are in conflict with the child support agency, and therefore you need to know what to do about it. So this is the end. So thank you very much. And there are two links within uh, this page here. Please check them out. And thank you.